Hey, what's up, y'all? This is John Ryan Cantu, and this is the JRC Podcast. Thank you for joining me today on another episode. Today, I'm chatting with Enrique Perez. Uh, He's a pastor here in Houston. He and his wife planted a church here several years ago, and I had meant to talk about that journey of church planting, but the conversation kind of started out with the typical small talk. I asked about his two kids. He asked me about mine, and the conversation just organically went into a discussion about godly parenting and how strict is too strict? You know, growing up, you often hear about these kids that were raised in church and they leave because they felt like they never had any freedoms growing up. And so they walk away from the church, they walk away from the faith. And so we talk a lot about that um, and, and raising a godly generation, a biblically literate, a theologically literate generation. And it was it was just a really good conversation. I think you'll enjoy. Reminder for you, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or if you listen to this on Spotify, give it a five-star rating. Uh, if you could also just help share the podcast with anybody that you think would enjoy it, I would really appreciate it. All right, here's the show. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, do it, let's bro. Do it. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, um, so today is your daughter's birthday. Today Again, is my daughter's happy birthday, man. Yeah, thank you. Happy she's, birthday to your daughter. She's four, four years old, and. Um, getting i mean i think three is like the the prime cute age yeah um and then four i mean i don't know i i have i have two daughters so i kind of saw this kind of evolution here but you know as they get you know four or five they just start getting more pretty and more beautiful and um but you just that that three that adorable phase like man she can do no wrong my daughter could do no (laughs) wrong man um but yeah i so i have i have a four-year-old then layla's eight and um Layla's beautiful, but she can't she can't get away with as much as yeah she much as Eddie. Like, yeah yeah same thing man I have a ten year old daughter um, she just turned ten on the on the thirteenth of February and I think this is the first year where I felt like a complete a complete failure mm. because um, since she was born I remember since the day that I held her for first time in the hospital I told her man when you get married you're gonna have to have a, a husband that's gonna honor you on your birthday and mm-hmm. then on Valentine's mm-hmm. and so this is the first year where I didn't do I didn't do I didn't do you either. either I didn't do either man <laughs> and um, but we got to honor her on on this past Saturday uh, we took her to main event and same thing man she's um, she's hitting this age where it's it's like, like you said, I guess she can't get away with things anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though she tries to put on a little cute face, mm-hmm. it's it's not doing work anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work on me anymore. So you have two kids too, right? I have two kids. My uh, my son, he is seven years old. He just turned seven. Okay. Um, this guy, uh, man, this he's he's a whole he's a whole different bundle, man. He's um, I think I think maybe because he reminds me so much of myself mm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like Letengo is not not that I love him more, it's just that I kind of know that he mm-hmm. there's something special mm-hmm. that God has placed in his life. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, wherever we go many times he's always he's always saying, hi, my name is Dante and just lately he started presenting himself as Pastor Dante. Oh snap. So he's All only right. seven years old, man, and got I, that prophetic I, spirit I, in him. Yeah, <laughs> when I look at him, I I, I it's, man, I wish I could have had the same courage, mm-hmm. the same um uh, confidence that he has. Yeah. He, he's, he's amazing, man. Yeah. yeah. I remember being a, a kid, um, and it never, it never really clicked, but I guess that, that pastor, that, that pastor kind of 
heart or that pastor spirit was kind of in me, even from, you know, uh, childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, my my parents have this video of me preaching to a bunch of, uh, stuffed animals lined up, bro. But I was like, I was was like one of those old school, hardcore preachers, bro. Cause I'd be like, and you're going to hell and you're going to hell and you're going to hell. (laughs) But uh, so that's, that's, that's funny, man. That, yeah, that it's just your your kids, they watch you, man. And, and, um, they want to be like mom. They want to be like dad. Sure. And so it's, it's always, it's, it's so encouraging to see pieces of yourself yeah. in them. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, I have the same kind of experience with my older daughter, Layla. I think she's a lot like me yeah. she thinks and she processes things like me. And so I, I kind of, I, I guess I have a little bit more patience because I understand where she's coming from. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it kind of sounds like you have that type of relationship with your, with your son. Where For he's, sure. Yeah. Man. yeah. My, like my daughter is, she's an exact replica of my wife. Okay. It's, but it's not even funny. I, I literally have two Hades at home mm. and, and, uh, and my wife says she has two Enriquez at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Dante, he tends to make a joke out of everything. And Jazzy's, Jazzy's just like, mom, like, no, when it's serious, it's serious. Mm-hmm. But again, myself and Dante's like, what? there's a chance to laugh at something. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just go and laugh about it yeah. or laugh at it. And um, funny that you said, because my, my, um, my son... He he speaks in tongues, or well, supposedly, right? He speaks okay. in tongues, so he, he'll he'll get he'll get excited, and he'll just start I don't know, just da da da, whatever he says, and then he says Espiritu Santo, Espiritu Santo. Uh-huh. So hearing him do that uh, or 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 speak like that, um, it makes me you know think about his future, and it's like man, I. I pray and I hope that this man is grows to be a man that fears God and that's actually full of the Holy Spirit and oh, yeah. and that because um, you and I have spoken about the whole Baptist transition from yeah. Assemblies of God to Baptist and so it's funny because he he's always saying I want to be Pentecostal mm. I was like okay well I mean let's do it you know if, if my son wants to be Pentecostal or if he wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues and, and do everything that he, his heart desires I guess then go ahead you know do it um so it's it's incredible yeah so have you been a have you been a, a christian all, all your life i've been christian my whole life man okay. i grew up in i grew up in church um i always joke about it i i my mom gave birth to me maybe at yeah. church yeah um i would sleep under the pews um funny because this this sunday we just ended our current uh series on family and this Sunday, I, I, I remember this one time that I was I was probably like maybe 14, 15 years old, man. Um, I I went to, I don't know if you're familiar with Denver Harbor, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's Salina Quintanilla Park in Denver mm-hmm. Harbor, and there's a public pool. I, I went that day. And, um, bro, I got tired, went home, and I just remember that I knocked out in my sister's bedroom. Knocked out. And I see a lo lejos, like from far, far away, um, I started hearing my mom yell, Enrique, mijo, mijo. And I, I never heard her. I mean, I heard her, but I couldn't, I couldn't wake up, man. I was, so t- I was exhausted. Hmm. And um, next thing you know, man, some minutes passed by and I just knocked out. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm going to stay home today from church. Dude, I, next thing you know, I felt this cinto right across my chest. <laughs> my whole chest turned purple for like 
months, dude. When months. you say cinto for for uh, our, for our non-Spanish speakers, uh, a, a belt, right? Mm-hmm. A belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom got my dad's belt and just whooped me right across my chest, and she said, "You're going to church with me today." I told you that you're going to go to church with me. If you were going to go to the pool, you're going to go to church with me. Mm. And uh, so this and this Sunday we 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 ended a series on on um, on uh, the series title is uh, Familia Que Brilla, uh-huh. or I guess in English right, family that shines, mm-hmm. or that's yeah, yeah yeah. So um, talking about the the children about how God has God did not get confused in the order that He established for homes. Mm-hmm. You know I mean we live in a in a world right now where we see children kind of being rebellious against the oh, children, yeah. and we see we're in a world where parents are kind of like. I don't know. How, I don't know what the English word would be. Pero que se doblegan, like they, so, yeah, they I guess, they, surrender. They, yeah, they fold. They to surrender that. into yeah. their children's um, like mechanisms, and and they lose sense of authority. And um, I just remember that that as I was sharing this this Sunday, that story, like I said, my mom with the cintos, like man with the belt. Oh, I. I, I grew up in church. That's yeah. my long answer. I grew up in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess we can we can kind of touch on some things here that you said um, because there's there's two groups of people that I often see. Right. Well, I guess we're, two two extremes. So there's there's those that are um, that are raised like that, and I, I mean. I'm just kind of going based off of one story, but I know there's kids that are really raised in like a in a, in a strict home, right? Where it's like you're going to church with me whether you like it or not. You're going to do this right. and all this, and then kids grow up and then they they it just they get a bad taste of right. of their uh, in their mouths and so they just rebel. Um, and then there's other ones who are like, I'm, I'm thankful that my parents were like that, yeah, um, because I, I needed that. For sure. Um, and so. I, I, I can see it both ways how, yeah, sometimes kids, they just rebel against that mm-hmm. when they get to that to that age. And, and I see it because I have a lot of friends who, who did grow up in a, in a strict uh, environment, um, but they they stay the course. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're Christians today. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess we could talk about some of the some of the pros and cons of of that um, sure. and then maybe how it how it might affect your parenting. Like, do you want to be a parent that's super super strict like ask no questions you're you're gonna do what i say or what 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 are your thoughts about that man um that's actually a great question i've I've never even thought about it um i guess there there was a moment in in life where um in my teenage years i i actually did not want to go to church my my parents were strict but not crazy strict um they weren't um, super religious, I, I, I guess I can say that, um, where they needed me to be at church. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would obviously try to do their best to keep me in course. Yeah. And that was the best way that my mother could, my mother and my father could, I guess, do it. Just right. like, hey, you're going to church with me. And uh, they would spank me if I didn't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. Even as a, as a teenager, man, 16, 17. I think the last whooping I got was when I was like 16 or 17 years old <laughs> because I didn't want to go to church. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I, I look at it now and I'm, I guess I'm that guy that's grateful. I'm grateful yeah. for my mom and for my dad um, being those parents that are like, hey, you, you know, you're going to go to church. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow my child to... Um, 
stray away. Yeah. That's the correct word, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I remember this one, this one prayer that my mom made. I was probably about 16 years old, 17 years old. And um, I was trying to do this gang stuff, man. I was trying to uh, represent Denver Harbor, red colors. Come on, baby. I was trying to get into drugs. I was, again, I was trying to. Uh-huh. And um, I remember this one specific moment where there was a, a, a big fight that broke out on Fiesta. I don't know if you know Fiesta right across uh, on Lockwood, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, the, it was obviously like the uh, Hispanic guys versus the yeah the Negritos, the African American or the Fifth Ward, mm-hmm. better yet. So it was DH against Fifth Ward, and I w- I I don't even know how I got man into that fight. All I know is that I threw a couple of punches and I ran. Mm-hmm. I ran because the police. We heard the police sirens and and this lady started shouting. She was I'm pretty sure she was a customer there at Fiesta, and. She was like, there's a fight. I said, están peleando, están peleando. So we ran and the police came and and um, I ran I ran next to this guy, man, that I, I'm pretty sure I, I had just punched him in the face. Mm. And this dude was, he, his mouth was like completely partido. I don't know how to say it, like cut open, right? Yeah, cut open. Yeah. He was bleeding and um, his eye was swollen and he's from Fifth Ward. I'm from Denver Harbor. And next thing you know, we're running side to side. And he, he asks me, are you okay? And I said, I'm good. Are you okay? And he says, I'm good. He told me, you run that way, and I'm going to run that way. And now that I look at that and, and I think about that, I was like, man, I... I don't, I, was I stupid? I, I'm pretty sure I was stupid, man. Like, what was I doing there? Long story short, I go across. Uh, I went to McGranold's Middle School. Um, which is right at the border between like Denver Harbor and Fifth Ward. And um, this guy from my own clique gang or mm-hmm. whatever, he he pushes me against the fence. He takes out an, uh, a knife or a pocket knife. I don't know what it was. He puts it against my stomach and he says, hey, I saw you talking with that guy. We know that he's from Fifth Ward. So you, what? You with DH or Fifth Ward? I was like, man, I'm DH, man, I'm DH. And I started throwing up the gang signs. I started thro- twisting my fingers where I, I, I knew how to do DH and all of that stuff. And and he said, put it on your mom. I was like, man, I'll put it on my mom. They don't kill me. <laughs> next, next thing you know, I saw this car from the corner of my eye. I, I kind of like just pushed him to the side. I ran across the street. I started tapping on the on the car and... And uh, the lady was kind enough to let me, a stranger in, right? And um, so I hopped on the car and I told the lady, go, 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 go. She drove off. And um, next thing you know, I, I from uh, in behind, in the, in los asientos de atrás, the, the back yeah. seat, yeah. Um, I, heard, I heard my voice. I heard, I heard my name. I turned around and uh, turns out it was my friend from like fourth period, I think, in middle school. And she said, what's going on? I had to explain everything to her, man. Fast forward a couple of days later, um, it was probably like around two in the morning, maybe around that time. I went to go get a, a some cereal, midnight snack, and um, out of my bedroom, out of my parents' bedroom, I heard my mother, my and my father praying, like Pentecostal fire, like mm-hmm. Holy Spirit prayer, and um, I don't I don't forget the words that my mom said. My mom said in Spanish, and then I'll say it in, in English. Señor, si tú sabes que mi hijo se va a perder, quítale la vida y llévatelo ya. Wow. 
So um, in English, she said, um, Lord, if you know that my son is going to, I guess, stray away or lose his soul now, then I might just, I guess, take his life away, you yeah. know, take him now. Um, and those words kind of just hit me at the age of, again, 16, perhaps. And I couldn't even eat my cereal anymore, bro. I went back to my bedroom. I threw myself on the bed. And I knew by that age, I already knew that I had a calling. I started weeping and I cried and I said, Lord, please don't kill me. <laughs> please don't take my life away. I still want to get married. I still want to have children. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that I want to do. Uh, so please, Lord, if there's anything that you can do, just have mercy on me. And I, I remember I told the Lord, I was like, I will serve you. I, I will serve you if you let me live a little bit more. And um, here we are, man. Uh, obviously, I committed some, some mistakes uh, after that prayer. And um, that I, I obviously regret, and there's mistakes that I did that um, I'm like, where, where was those, where was that prayer at? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, but again, I think I think that having the fact that you have parents that can be strict, I guess to a healthy level, I guess that's a, yeah, that would be great, <clears throat> like a good way to say it. Then that's that's I guess that's the best thing, man. Um, as far as me parenting. Um, I'm pretty sure I've made, I've already made some bad mistakes. One of the mistakes that I've noticed that I already made was introducing secular music to my kids. Mm. Um, because growing up again in a strict home, it was like, uh, my dad, so my dad is my stepdad. So he's from Tamaulipas, Mexico. So a lot of Norteño, um, a lot of Christian Norteño, right at home. And then I, I, through friends, I heard Duelo, Intocable, you know, Cornelio Reina, Ramon Ayala, all of these legends or these bands or whatever. And so I would learn some of these songs and I was like, and I would sing them at home. I would go up to my mom and I'd be like, Dame un besito, mira que me estoy. <laughs> and she would like, Mijo, esa música no se canta aquí. Usted le adora a Dios. Usted le canta al Señor. And, and I'm like, chaparra de mi amor. Right? Mm. And uh, she, she was like, don't, 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 don't talk to me like that. No, no me cantes así. No, you know, si vas a cantar aquí, vas a cantar puras alabanzas. Va. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so fast forward to my kids. I'm like, um, I kind of want them to be, I, I wanted them to be exposed to like secular music because I know that I, eventually they're going to hear it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think giving them too much freedom in secular music yeah. is kind of like the mistake that I, that I, that I'm facing right now. Yeah. You know, my, my daughter is a Swifty. So, oh, okay. she wants to listen to Taylor <laughs> Swift 24 seven, some Bruno Mars. It's like, man, I, I kind of regret, you know, letting yeah. them do that. And now it's a little bit hard for me, but I yeah, again, you. there's some mistakes that I've done. I wish I could have maybe been a little bit more like my mom, lenient, but still lenient. Yeah, you know? I don't know. But yeah, no. I mean, I think I think um, you don't you don't realize that when until you have kids, right? right? I, I'm the same way. You know, I, I have uh, growing up. I used to be into. I used to be. I, I was. I was more into like rock you know alternative rock okay. punk rock you know i grew up man listening to blink 182 mm. and lincoln park yeah. and all all of that and then i had my my, my, my like hip-hop you know you, i guess you never did e the emo style no i was yeah. never i was never into you, that you've always had red hair yes i never dyed <laughs> so it black or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i was i was into all of that all of that and um 
and I, I still, man, I love rock, I love rock music, you yeah. know. Um, but I never wanted to, I never wanted to introduce it to, 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 to my kids. Mm-hmm. Layla, Layla really loves rock music, so mm-hmm. she loves Skillet, you know, okay. Skillet's a Christian band. Right. So we can we rock all that, we can rock that all day. But there's not much more, you know, right, right. Uh, many more options. Right. Um, but yeah, we, I took it to a, con- a Skillet concert and everything. It was it, it was really cool. We were able to bond around that. Um, but I, I wanted it to kind of stop there, you know, just because. I think for, for our kids, you know, kids are, you have to, you just have to kind of keep, a, you have to, you have to keep the boundaries kind of tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't know where they're going to go. You know, right. you don't know, you know, one door kind of opens another right. one and it kind of leads to another one and another one. And, and what starts out is completely innocent, right. you know, like if, if somebody's listening to secular music, I'm not. I'm, I'm not phased by it. I don't think that they're not a believer, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I do know the, the power of one thing leading to another. Right. Um, and I just, I, I want to protect my kids from that. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of in the same, in the same boat. And I mean, Layla, you know, she's, she's eight years old and, you know, she hears music at school and she knows, she knows who Taylor Swift is and all right. that. Um, but yeah, I think, and my parents, my parents weren't, they weren't strict with, mm-hmm. with, with us. Um, but my my grandparents were a little bit more strict. Um, I remember I had it. I had an earring. I had an earring. <laughs> I had a rebe- rebellious phase in my life. When I was a kid, and um, yeah, I had an earring. And and um, my grandpa tells me one day because we were we were visiting. So we had li- we lived in Colorado for about two years, and during that time, I got I got that earring. Uh, and I, I we came back to to visit, and we were staying with my my grandparents. And I remember I was sick. I was sick. Um, I don't know. It was, it was like a bad cold, you know. And then my grandpa comes into the room and he's like, "You know why you're sick, right?" It's like that little demon you got in your ear. <laughs> so that, that, that's my. Those are my grandparents, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, my parents were never. They were never really like that. But yeah, I, I mean, I asked the question because I do know I have friends who grew up in a very strict environment, yeah. and it was it was too much yeah, for them, you know. Sure. But I, I do think, and I actually preached on this recently, like. Um, I preached on, 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 on kind of the whole series of, of judges, um, the whole book of judges, which is, you know, a, a rebellious people, rebellious Israelites, mm-hmm. God having to time and time send a deliverer right. to fight on their behalf, right. Mm-hmm. To rescue them. Um, but they, they kept because they never made Yahweh, they never made God their true king. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was always just like these little quick victories and stuff like that. And so I think and this is kind of what I what I uh, what I said to the church, like, I think a lot of people, a lot of Christian homes. A lot of parents think that just because they're Christian, they're going to produce godly, godly kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's not I know that that's the assumption you'd like to make. But just because you're a godly person doesn't mean that they're going to be a godly person. And I think we've seen this repeatedly with, with gener- a generation who's kind of left the church and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and it's because many times we act as judges yeah, yeah. for our kids, where we, we pray on their behalf, we fight on their behalf. You know, we go into spiritual warfare and all that, just like just like the judges did for the Israelites. Mm-hmm. But because the Israelites didn't have Yahweh as their king, time and time again, whenever the judge would die they would revert back into their ways. Right. Right. And so what we have to really be intentional about is making sure that our kids know who Jesus is, love Jesus, have a real relationship with Jesus where it's not just like, Hey, 
you're you're gonna you're gonna go to church because because I said so, right? right. Um, and then ignore their questions when they have questions, and yeah. and and not not spend time really praying over them. You know, praying praying for them is great, but praying over them, I think that's so powerful, man. Every night before my daughter goes to sleep. I pray over her, you know, because I want her to, I want her to experience, you know, yeah. the power of prayer. Um, and obviously you can do all of the right things and, you know, kids grow up and, and they're their own person. Yeah. But I think that that really, I think that's the difference is, yeah. is when you have parents who, yeah, maybe they were strict, but they also really made sure to look after you and made sure that you were you bringing God into your life. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe some other strict parents are more just like, they're just, just religious. Like we're just going to go to church. Right. Did, you know, did you, um, did you read your Bible today? You know, but right. never really asking those deeper questions, um, in terms of their relationship with Christ. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like in our, in our church, man, um, last year, I remember so, twenty so twenty twenty two. At the end of twenty twenty two, I prayed. I prayed to God and I said, Lord, um, I'd love to have a word, like a kind of like a word for the year. Oh yeah, for for our church. Mm-hmm. And um, I I remember specifically uh, hearing God say, "Es tiempo de que regresen a la sencillez del cristianismo." Or de conocerme a mí. So going back to like the basics of knowing who I am, mm-hmm. and so. The whole year of 2023, um, I I kid you not, man. I sat down in my in my in my kitchen table, and I prayed over a piece of paper and over the pen, and I said, "Lord, speak to me. Give me Bible verses." And next thing you know, man, I had the whole 2023 calendar uh, planned out with mm. sermons of of topics that should be discussed in church to strengthen our faith, you know, and um, and with that. We shared the same topics with our kids ministry. Okay. So I, what I told our kids ministry uh, leaders is that I was like, hey, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, there's little stories that they can understand, they can learn. That's beautiful and all. Who doesn't love Noah and the Ark, you know, Adam and Eve. But it's, I, I think that it, because we live in a world that's in, like, they're, they're, um, están, um, acelerando, they're, they're, Rushing, yeah, you know the, the the demonic agenda. I guess you can say the the satanic agenda to like um, capture the minds of our kids and sure. our young ones and our youth. Yeah. It's like the church isn't doing anything, man. We're just we're just teaching them about Noah. You know, he That's got good. two little. He got uh, a couple. The boy, the girl, elephant, the boy, the girl, a lion. Like I could care less about that right now. Yeah. Like let's indoctrinate our kids. That's good, man. With the word of God. And um, I remember that with that whole list, we looked at theological points and I obviously attempted or tried to do my best to bring some of these theological points down to a a kid level. Mm -hmm. So we looked at father, like what, what is the, que es la naturaleza del padre, Mm -hmm. or I don't know how to say that in, in Spanish, like the. I guess the, the nature of the father, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, who is the father? Who is the son? Who is the Holy Spirit? And how do they work together? So that was in January. The uh, February was looking at the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we read the Bible? What Where does the Bible come from? Mm-hmm. What languages? You know, the context of it. Right. And so by the end of 2023, man, um, I remember that I would, I would, as soon as I, we would get out of church, I would ask kids, like, what did you guys learn today? And they would give me some like profound things that at their age, I did not know, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so hearing our kids, six, seven, ten years old, 
kids saying like, hey, the, the father does this. It, it, this is the father's um, role in the Trinity. Yeah. This is the son's role in the Trinity. This is the Holy Spirit's role in the Trinity and how they all work together. You know, it's like, bro, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How many languages was it, was the Bible written? There were, yeah, uh, Hebrew, uh, Aramaic, and Greek. I did not know that, dude, at six, seven years old. And so at the end of 2023, um, I remember I brought all the kids up to the tr- uh, to uh, to talk to me. And and I told the church, you know, let's let's all the adults in here extend sus manos, um, extend your hands towards the kids and let's just pray over them because I'm tired of raising up kids in churches that don't have a, they don't have a base for doctrine, man. They don't, they don't, they don't. And it's sad to know that when they grow up during their teenage years, um, it's so easily, um, to con- it's so easy to confuse them, yeah. You know, with with what the school says, with what your friends says, what your teacher says, especially in college, man. Yeah. Uh, it, there's a lot of things that begin to like bombard the minds of our kids, of our teenagers. That at the end of the at the end of their like their youthful years or whatever, they're like, well, you know what? I, I think there's a God. Yeah. I kind of believe in God. Um, I read about him. And yeah. next thing you know, they're agnostics. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like no, that's the church's role, man. We're yeah. supposed to there. We're supposed to be there to indoctrinate our kids. Right. Well, there's no. Yeah, there's no foundation. Yeah. Um, there's no foundation, man. And, and it's like, you, man, you said, you said it so well. Like teaching our kids Bible stories. Mm-hmm. You know, Noah and the Ark, and um, you know, Daniel and the Lions Den. Like those are, I, I guess, those are go tos because they're they're kid friendly. <clears throat> right. You know, but it's like. It's just like learning history, you know, yeah. it's just like learning stuff that happened in history. But if there's if you don't understand like the reason why, you know, if you don't have a, a deeper understanding of, you know, why these things happened right. in history, then it's they're just facts, right. you know, yeah, yeah. and you can you can have kids who know the Bible as as facts, as, as history. But if they don't, if they don't understand the why behind everything, if they don't understand the theological significance mm-hmm. but behind these stories, yeah, they're gonna grow up. Somebody's gonna challenge their faith, and and, and they're gonna they're gonna let go of it because they never really had faith. Right. They just had knowledge of 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 the word, which is good. You yeah. need that. Yeah. But I think, man, I mean, you said it again. You said it so well because the world knows how to do this. They, yeah. They know how to indoctrinate, right? Yeah, and that's, through music, through movies, yeah, Netflix, everything, man. and that's and that's what they're doing, and yeah, and the church. Meanwhile, we're, we're teaching, you know, yeah. just little, little Bible little stories. Bible stories. And, and um, I actually spoke to a pastor in, in, um, who's a little bit older than myself. He's probably like in his forties, and he said, "You know what, man? I I want to do that with our church. It's, it's it's so great, and I don't I don't say that to 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 boast about myself, mm-hmm. uh, but I say that that." Like maybe to challenge pastors that pastors should know what their children's teacher ministry, uh, children's ministry leaders yeah. are teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I get it. Like, like you said, like there's beautiful stories that are kids friendly, but bro, we're, we're living in a critical time right now. Yeah. It's either, either we save our kids or we kill our kids. Yeah. And, um, Sunday, like I said, we, we, we ended our family series. And uh, I had I had our kid. I don't know if you saw my picture on on social media, but yeah. I had our, had, our, <clears throat> had a couple of our kids come up to the front with me, sit down, and I had them yell at their parents and tell them, "Hey, um, 
um, what it, um, help me turn on my light because mm-hmm. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And those words, man, I saw immediately some faces of those parents, yeah. uh, the parents that kind of like, like shocked. Yeah. And what I, I made the kids, out. what I made the kids do is I made them write in a little piece of paper. Um, como se dice? Anonymamente, anonymously, anonymously, yeah, anonymously, yeah. anonymously. Like we're no with, with no name, no anything. Just write down, you know, what you wish your parents would do best. Um, and one of the kids wrote, um, "I wish my parents knew more about about the Word of God to mm-hmm. teach to me." And that one right there, bro. I didn't read it out loud, but it 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 like it triggered me, dude. Like, yeah, bro. What what in, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean. I get it. You bring your kids to church to learn, but I mean, they spend most of the time with you at home. Exactly. And other than that, I mean, they spend most of the days at at school. Yeah. And if we're not doing what we're called to do, which is to, I, I said this to the church, we're not, we're not here to be God mm-hmm. in our kids' lives. We're not here to be their saviors. Yeah. We're here as stewards, right? That's how yeah. you say it, stewards uh, of, of God's word. And make sure that we deposit that word into their lives, yes. so that they can have an encounter with God. Yes, you know, it, we're not we're not gonna lead them to God. We're 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 putting the word into them so that the Holy Spirit can right. lead them to God. Yeah, you yeah. know, the Holy Spirit has chosen each and every one of us to salvation, and so yeah, bro, it's it may it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need more more sermons like that behind the pulpit. Yeah. Um, where it's just challenging. And I, I've, I've really been intentional about it because, man, we have such a great kids yeah. ministry here at our church with so many kids, man. Um, but like we, we can't be raising, you know, churchians. Yeah. We, we got to raise Christians. We got to raise people. We have to raise young people with a, a genuine love for God, not right. just a love to come to church. That's right. great. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. supplemental, though. Yes. You know, like you need to you need to love Jesus and you need to know why you love Jesus. Right. And um you know, I, I think like whenever we dedicate children, um, I don't know if you guys present kids to, to the Lord. Yeah, like we a, baptize like, them. You baptize them? Nah, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> I'm no, just no, no. Yeah, but yeah, um, we, we, we present children to the, to the Lord. And, and I always tell the parents like, hey, I know that we're dedicating this child to the Lord, but this is really more of a commitment for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. like you don't just say a prayer over them and, and, you know, set it and forget it. Like, that's not the way that it works. You know, we're going to pray that the Holy spirit protects them throughout their life, but you have to put in the work as, yeah. as parents. Like you have to lead them. You have to be a priest to them. You have to bring them to church, but you mm-hmm. also have to educate them in the word. You have to be an example to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I think if you, if you do that as parents, you, I mean, you do, that's, that's the best you can do, you know, yeah. again, I, nothing's guaranteed, you know, um, but if you do the best you, you can do, you teach your children, you love your children, um, you are an example to Christ. I, I think, I think you'll, you'll raise them up in, in the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think kids too, and, and kind of to stay on the same topic, but to transition a little bit, it is, it is a little bit more challenging for them to understand the meaning of, of grace mm-hmm. because they're still in this age of innocence, right. you know? But the, 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 the message of grace, I mean, that's the message of, of the gospel. You know, right. Jesus, he, he loved us so much that he died for us so that we could, you know, run to him and leave our sin behind. Right. Um, and so I, for, for that reason, because you mentioned it, baptism, that's the reason we don't baptize children, yeah. because they don't understand that, you know. Um, do you ever 
counsel people um, who might ask you like what age should I should I, I baptize my child like what what age should I um, let them be baptized yeah um, so just just to clear I, I know um, I told you I was just kidding I know. Okay, but um, <laughs> that's actually the first person that I counseled about that was myself okay and other than myself there's only been one other family that I did have to um, answer that question to um, I was forced bro to be baptized at the age of eight. Okay. Um, and I say forced because we lived, um, sorry, we attended a church where, um, I don't know if maybe your, your church, maybe in the old days was kind of like this, but in order for you to serve in any ministry, you were not only supposed to be saved, but you had to be baptized. Okay. Right. So, um, I remember that, uh, our drummer, he had taken off to college and, um, I was maybe about eight years old. And I remember specifically having our pastors call my mom and say, do you think Enrique can play drums for us? And uh, my mom said, yes. I mean, I didn't know how to play drums. I would, I wanted to play drums, but I would use my mom's pa- uh, pans and, you know, ollas mm-hmm. and her spoons and all that to play. And she said, yes. And so next thing you know, um, my mom said, you're going to have to get baptized. And I said, why? She said, our, our pastor says that in order for you to play drums, you need to get baptized first. I said, whoa, okay. And I, I kid you not, man, I don't remember having an explanation of what baptism was mm. at the age of eight. They probably did, but I don't remember ever having that conversation. I remember at the age of eight going to Magnolia River. It was cold outside. It was raining. I got baptized. I got brought back up. And I got sent. That's it. And so my daughter, who was eight when she got baptized, now she's 10. Um, I struggled with that. Okay. Because, again, after after the age of eight, um, obviously in, in my adolescencia, my, my adolescence, my teenage years, I began to want to rebel against God and explore different things and... And so I made sure my, I remember my daughter asked me for the first time ever. She's like, Hey dad, when, when, how old were you when you got baptized? I said, I was eight, Mika. And she said, well, why did you get baptized so young? I told her the same story. I just told you longer version, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said, I want to get baptized too. And I told her, I don't want you to get baptized at eight. And, um, she cried and she said, why? And I had to kind of tell her like, Hey, you, you're probably too young right now to understand, but you're going to maybe make some mistakes down the line that you're going to regret. And you have to understand the significance of baptism. And um, I remember that when she heard those words, my eyes got full of tears and we left it at that, man. We left it at that. A couple of months later passed by. She went into my office at church and she said, hey, dad, what what is it that you do in this office? Mm-hmm. Like, and I said, man, I was like, princesa, I, I prep my sermons. I, I counsel people. I, I call I make phone calls to the you know church members I haven't seen in a while. I, 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 I do scheduling here, everything. And she said, um, so you pray for people? Like, yeah, I, I pray for people. And she said, can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. And I said, for sure. What's wrong? And she said, um, I want to get baptized. 
<laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I, we, we just had this conversation not too long ago. I don't want to baptize you. Um, and she said, what do I need to do to get baptized? And when I, when, when she did her little hands like this, what do I need to do to get, what do I need to do to get baptized? I, I felt this tug in my heart, man. Up, up until this moment, I kid you not, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or I don't know if it was just like kind of the dad emotions in, mm-hmm. in me. I was like, I mean, first of all, you need to make sure that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And she says, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Dad. It's like, do you know what that means? And she said, a little bit, but explain it to me again. So I explained it to her and I made sure like, hey, remember this. You're going to go to hell without Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, I know that. I was like, okay, you're going to have eternal life for the rest of, like, for the eternity. You're going to go be with Jesus. And she said, okay, I understand that. And so we started going through the consequences of, of sin and, and, and what it leads to. The word says that the wages of sin is, is death and that Jesus comes and gives us life. And I started explaining to her, man, next thing you know, my daughter's in tears. And so once I saw her tears, I was like, okay. Hold my hand, so let's pray and repeat after me. She repeated the prayer after me. I asked my wife to record the video, and um, she prayed. And months later, she, again, I want to get baptized. And in my heart, again, in my mind, no. Long story short, man, we ended up having a, a like maybe a two hour conversation with my daughter mm-hmm. of what baptism was. She had back, it was back, back and forth, um, you know, questioning and, and answering and all this. And once I made once once I asked her, all right, after all of this, what does it mean to get what what is the significance of baptisms? I told her summarize it in your best in in the, your best words possible. She said, um, "All my sins are forgotten." And I said, "That's it," and she said, "Yes," because God took them to the deepest part of the of the waters. When she said that, man, I cried as a father and I was like, okay, it would be an honor mm-hmm. to baptize you. Mm. And um, we had baptisms that year, man. I ended up baptizing my daughter. Um, she got out the waters. I hugged her. I cried with her. And I, it, was a, it was a constant um, reminder to her, like, hey, now you belong to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you're God's. Be careful with what you listen to. And again, that's going back to what my music part, right, that I, that I just said. It's like, it's my fault. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Be careful who you hang around with. Be careful what you what what thoughts come into your mind. And having these full-blown conversations with her, man, it's it's been incredible. So now when people ask me what age, like I said, other than myself, I've only had to answer this question to one person. And my, 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 my answer to that person was, when your child has an under, a complete understanding of what baptism means, then they're ready to get baptized, you know? And yeah. so that's it, man. It's just like, I don't think there's a specific age. Yeah. As long as they understand what Jesus did in the cross for them. Yeah. As long as, long as they understand that there is sin, that there is a hell, that there's eternal life and there's life with Jesus. And that there's a significance between being submerged on the waters and coming back from it. Yeah. Uh, if they understand that completely, like by all means, sure, go ahead. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful story, yeah. man. Um, she definitely 
has an understanding of, of yeah. what it is. And I think, yeah, for me, that's my, cause I get, I get asked it quite a bit. Um, and I, I tell them the same thing, you know, when they have an understanding, um, when they, when they can explain it to you, like what, what baptism is, I think that's, that's when they're ready. I mean, and there's, there's really, the Bible says, you know, P- Peter, after day of Pentecost, Peter preached and he said, repent and be baptized, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, 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 it's like a part of the same, you know, process. And, and sometimes people wait. I, I think it's, I think it's funny. And I, I might be talking to somebody, you know, like people get saved. I mean, I'm talking like as adults, they get saved. They say yes to Jesus. And then they, they wait forever to be baptized as if it's the second level of, you know, anointing or mm-hmm. something or this second salvation. No, yeah. it, it's supposed, it's, it's simply a, a public profession right. of the commitment that you made to Jesus. Um, so that's what I'll say to adults now for, for kids. Cause I, you know, I, I wrestle with the same thing to my daughter, Layla, she's eight. She hasn't, she hasn't asked yet. Um, she, she did kind of mention it before, but she, you know, not nothing, nothing like, like your, your daughter. Um, and for me, I, I think I, I, I go back to my own experience as well. I was, I was like 10 or 11 when I got baptized and, um, the reason I, I might hesitate, you know, and again, who am I to, to tell somebody no, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they're clearly ready. But, um, I remember getting baptized and same thing like you, you know, getting older, you know, struggling with, with sin and, and rebelling and stuff like that. And, and then really understanding as a, as an adult, like the power of grace, you don't, I, I didn't understand that when I got baptized, you know, the worst thing I probably had done was uh, still cookie from the cookie jar. You know what I mean? Like, um, I wasn't really battling with, with sin. Um, but as an adult, man, the grace of God just means something completely different because it's like, you know what you've been through, you know, the darkness that had you and, and, and God, you know, with, with his infinite grace. I mean, he just, he saved us. And, um, so like I, I, I would love it for people who got baptized to really just have that moment because it feels, it feels like when you are a sinner, you know, um, you know, there's, there's that story in the Bible. I can't remember the reference, but you know, where the Pharisees going in to the temple and he's praying, he's Lord, I thank you that I'm so righteous. And I thank you that I give more than everybody else. And I thank you that I'm not like this guy next to me. And, and the guy next to him is this sinner. And he just says, Lord, thank you. Um, you know, thank you for your grace. Like I'm, I'm, he beats his chest. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner like that. That is how we should come to God. Um, when we, when we understand the power of his grace. And so, yeah, I would love it for everybody to have that, that understanding, like to that extent of what the grace of God is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when somebody's telling you that they're ready, I'm not going to say, no, you, you're not, you're not ready. Like if they're, if they're going to tell me that they're ready, then, I want to, I want to hear from them. I want, like, I'm going to ask them the same question. What does it mean to be baptized to you? Right. And if they answer that, then, um, then let's do it. Let's, yeah. Let's get baptized. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's, um, kids, you'd, you'd be surprised. Sometimes they ask some of the craziest questions. Mm-hmm. You know? as, as like, if, if you, I guess like if you sit down and talk to them, they, they got, they got some things in their hearts. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, like I said, I had our kids write anonymously, down um write down some things that you know they wish their parents could do better at home and once you read through those things it's like geez yeah you know and so i remember my daughter asked me one time 
She was probably like five, bro. I'm I'm pretty sure she was five, five years old when she asked me. Her I I say it's her first theological question. She said, "Hey, Dad, um, you know how we're gonna go to heaven? You know how we're gonna go to heaven?" And and I said, "Yeah." And she said, "You said that in heaven there's not gonna be no no sin." Right? I was like, yeah, it's gonna be a, a, it's gonna be a clean slate for everybody. And she said, okay, so it's not gonna be no crying, no pain, no sadness. It's gonna be joy all the time. It's like, yeah. And she said, well, why? I said, because God's there. God's God's there. He's gonna be ruling. He's gonna be the king. He is the king overall, and it's just a fresh new start. And she said, why couldn't why couldn't he why couldn't things be perfect from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where she kind of captured my attention. I said, what, what do you mean? Things have been perfect from the beginning. And she said, well, if heaven is a place where there's no sin, there is no sadness, there's no tears, then why is it that um, Lucifer ended up becoming Satan? How did he rebel against God if there's no place for pride in heaven? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that if we die again and somebody becomes prideful, this whole thing is going to start all over again? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I, I was, I was, I was uh, blown away by her question. Was, sure. She said, yeah, because, I mean, so what's the whole purpose of all of this? Because if we die and somebody wants to rebel against God, it's just going to start all over again. Sure. Bro, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, up until this month, I don't know how to answer that question. I, man, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've asked myself the same question. Um, but, man, kids do have the, the craziest yeah. questions, man, because their minds know no limits. Like, when you're, when you're uh, a, a, a seasoned Christian, like, there's just some things that you just don't ask. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, kids know no boundaries. Like, they, they want to know... Like, why, why are things the way that they are? You know, yeah. like if, if, if things were so perfect in heaven, if there was no place for sin in heaven, I mean, the cycle is, is going to repeat itself. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've asked myself that question too, you know, um, it's a, it's, it's a good question. And yeah, I mean, I don't know that we know the answer. All, all we could do is, um, think philosophically about it, you know, um, I mean, I, what did you tell her? Did you tell her? I thought I didn't know, okay. bro. Because I mean, because she said she said okay. Um, she brought up the point again, like if everything was perfect, right? So mm-hmm. she said, "Does that mean that God wasn't perfect at the beginning?" Like, wait, well, no, He's always been perfect. So then, why would He wait till we all die and go to heaven to make things perfect all over again? Like. No, I mean, things have been perfect from the beginning and things will continue to be perfect, for, mm-hmm. you know? And she said, but why does he have to wait for a second time to... Uh, oh, because I told her, maybe maybe the second time, like, there's not going to be any any room for pride at all. Like, I, I don't... I that's what uh, I told her, I don't know, Mika, I really don't know, but maybe <laughs> this, maybe the second time around, there's not going to be no, like, no room for anything. You know, there's not going to be no room for free will, for pride. I mean, we're just going to be there in heaven, and we're going to be happy that we're in heaven, so we, we're not going to want to even have free will. We're not even going to want to have anything else to do but, like, be with God. She said, well, then... That means that God wasn't perfect at the beginning. 
And so I, I, I kind of, como dice, me metí más profundo en el hoyo. I, I, I made the hole even bigger for her, <laughs> for her, her question yeah, or whatever. I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? You know what, Jazzy? I, I don't know, Princess. I can't answer this question for <laughs> you. I, I don't. God, all I know is that God was perfect from the beginning and con- things are going to continue yeah. to be perfect. Well, I, you know what? I've, 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 <laughs> I've kind of, because I've, I've had a lot of time to think about that question myself and, I'm not saying that this is the right answer, but I mean, if you think about it, um, th- there's it, it's different this yeah. time around, you know, like like in the beginning, God was he was the creator. Right. And so the angels in heaven knew God, their creator. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Adam sinned and, and Adam knew God, his creator, that's that's really the manifestation of, right. of which he understood God was as his creator. Right. And um, then Adam sinned, and then God creates this whole plan of redemption. And then, you know, he goes through through humanity, and he uses imperfect people to bring about the perfect man in Jesus. And so Jesus dies, and he resurrects. And so now we have a completely different understanding of God. We don't know ju- we don't know him just as our Creator. We know him as as our Savior. Mm-hmm. And I think that that aspect it it, it <laughs> It doesn't allow you to take God for granted. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to be committed to God, you have to you have to realize the ugly that's in you yeah. and, and walk away from it. And so I think that's the whole thing about free will. Like you have to you have to choose to walk away from something. You're either walking away from God, or you're walking away from your sin and yeah. towards God. And so I think when we go to heaven, it's because we we have chosen to walk away from that sin knowing that God wasn't just our creator, he's also our savior and mm-hmm. he loved us through our sin. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't I don't know that the I don't know that you could say we won't be able to sin. I just think that we won't we won't want to because right. we will have already experienced a yeah. world of evil and a world of sin and now we're now we're not just with our creator, we're with our savior. Yeah. Um so I mean that's that's how I kind of answer the question. Okay. Um all right, Mr. Philosopher. Who knows? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Philosopher. Uh, but yeah, that's a great question, man. Yeah. She's she's smart. She's smart. That's man, that's how kids are, I man. They'll keep you on your they'll keep you on your the edge of your seat, bro. Oh yeah. Um, but the fact that you attempted to answer the question I think is a lot more than, than some people can say. Some people just say, Hey, you don't answer you don't ask those types of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a, a lady at her church, man, one time. She was introducing me to her son. And her son just out of out of nowhere, he says, how can I how do I know that the Bible is true? And then she, she like pinches him. like You're not supposed to ask those questions. And I'm like, no, let, let him ask those questions. Like, because yeah. if, if you suppress those types of questions, you're only you're only yeah, yeah, yeah. opening the door right. um, to, to the world. Right. Because the world will will fill their minds yes. with what they what they want to hear. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to take on those questions. Even, and, and if you don't know, I mean. You don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, we're not gonna make stuff I, up. I, another answer that I gave my my daughter, and bro, I kid you not, this is this is a question that um, is in her mind constantly. She's been asking that question. She's now ten. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure she asked it when she was five, because um, Dante was maybe like one or two. So, but she asked that question hasta hasta el día de hoy, like up until this day. She still asks. I kid you not. She probably asked that question like. Two weeks ago, hmm. to see if maybe I had a new a new answer for her, mm-hmm. and I and my answers are always the same. And and this time I told her, you know what, uh, Princess, 
our minds are so, um, what's the word? Finita, finite, yeah. right? Finite. Right. Um, and God's, God's, God's word is like infinite. Right. Like, even if we try to understand, like, there's a lot of things that we're not going to understand. Right. And hence, this is, I mean, this is why we have so many different, like, denominations. We have so many pastors that think differently, that teach differently, that expose the word of God differently. Because we all kind of want to attempt to understand yeah. a lot of things. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, nobody has, I'm not sure if Assemblies of God, Pentecostals have the correct word. I'm not sure if the Baptists have the correct word. All, all I know is that if we align in one single, yeah, like um, central tenet, central, yeah, yeah. that's you go like the main focus that Jesus Christ is our Savior. That us without Him, we're dead. We're 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 dead in our sins. Mm-hmm. Like that's I I think I'm and I'm not here to like say like, you go Buddhist or go right. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, keep, I'm saying Jesus alone. Christian. Yeah. yeah, just just Christ, Christ alone. alone. Yeah, Christ alone. Uh, is 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 enough? So I was telling her, you know, I think I think it's just our minds are very finite. God's word is infinite, and um, let's let's see what maybe maybe down the line God God somehow will reveal it to somebody through His word. And I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times do we have to say we'll have to ask Jesus when we get there? You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. There's so many questions. Sit down we... with John and be like, hey, what did you mean? Yeah, Paul, yeah. There's what, just what, so what many things mean? that we just. We just don't know. And that's that's the art of, you know, biblical exposition, um, you know, and, and, and hermeneutics. I think that's so important so that we those, can... Those words scare me, man. Yeah. What's this, I, I heard your podcast with uh, J.R. Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jr. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this guy has a lot of bombs, man. Throwing a lot of bombs out there. Mm-hmm. His, yeah. his brain is insane, dude. That, that, that dude's wise. Yeah, man. Um, I just, but yeah, I think that's, that's really, really important these days, man. And kind of going back to our previous conversation about, um, it's not even the biblical literacy. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's really the, the theological literacy, illiterate, um, is, is, is what's happening in our churches. Like we, we do have churches who read the Bible. We, Mm -hmm. I mean, Christians who read the Bible, um, but understanding the, the word of God is, is, um, it's so important, man. And again, like who's to say that, you know, this tradition has it right, that the Calvinists have that have it right, that the, um, uh, that the charismatics, the, the Pentecostals have it right. But it's just like, we have to do our due diligence to think outside. I tell people all the time, like you, you have to, you have to read the Bible beyond your your tradition mm-hmm. you know um because if you know as a pentecostal it's so easy just to read the bible as a pentecostal yeah you know um and and, and so what that does is <laughs> some of the mo- more uncomfortable parts to the pentecostal some some of the more maybe challenging things we yeah. kind of just brush over it like, oh that's i don't know right um <laughs> and then we use the other parts to kind of affirm our beliefs. It's like, yeah, this, see, see. Yeah. And I think you have to you have to read the Bible for what it is. Right. You know, before before Pentecostalism, you know, the Word of God was mm. the Word of God, right? Um, before the reformers, you know, and obviously the reformers are trying to go back to you know the, the biblical principles, but we have to read the Word of God for for what it is, um, and teach it for for what it is. And I think that uh, that will really produce, you know, 
biblically and theologically literate, you know, believers. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the point that I was making. I don't know why I was, where's the link? I don't, I don't remember where I was going with all of this, (laughs) (laughs) but it's important. It's important. Yeah. It's it's definitely important, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro. So, I mean, your, your, your daughter is, is, is wise, wise beyond her years. Um, and, uh, she's going to keep on blowing your mind. I'm sure as, as my daughter, my daughter does, man, she asked me some crazy questions, but yeah. So your, your kids beyond, beyond the whole, um, you know, just teaching them the word of God. Like they've, they've seen, they've seen mom and dad kind of go through it, you know, as church planners. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you said last time we went to eat, we had, we had breakfast. So we had, we've known each other for what, two, two, three years. Probably. And yeah. we just we got just together, met, just, uh, yeah, maybe connected. a month ago. Yeah. And we got to talking and, um, you were telling me about your, about your journey as a, as a church planner. And it's been, how long did you say now? Uh, 10 years? Was it 10 years? Five years. Five, let me see. Since since we like, since, like started, started started at the beginning, I was 23. Okay. And I am 30. So like okay. eight years. All right, all right. Yeah. We we tra- we launched the church five five years ago. Okay. But the whole, like, like the from the planning, beginning, pre- yeah, the, okay. eight years, yeah. Yeah. And so your, your kids have been with you pretty much their the entire... Lives. The entire process, yeah. so they've they've seen the struggles oh, yeah. of ministry of 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 planting, and you've um, you're really you know when I talked to you last, I saw a very kind of tenacious you know mm-hmm. spirit like you're you're one who perseveres, um, and I think you have to be that in, in ministry because when you get the call of God, God says go, and He doesn't really give you all the details. And there's, there's seasons where it's like, did, did I hear that right? You know, like, yeah. did you really say go? Did you really say plant a church? Um, but the way that you tell it is, I mean, you, there was, there was some times where you wanted to, uh, you know, quit, um, but you, you kept, you kept going. And I'm sure that that says something t- to your kids, right? Yeah. yeah how's man, that, how's that sure. process been? Oh man. And for you. Um, wow. Um, it, we had to move out of a house um, about two years ago, and I hope I didn't throw away that that little letter. Um, my daughter wrote a letter to me when I was I had told I I sat down with my wife, and I sat down with both of my kids, and I told them, "This is it. I'm done. Hmm. I'm done with the church. And you know what? Let me just go back into music, and uh, I'll do that." And I, I remember, man, um, my I went into I went into my room, and I threw myself again again on the pillow on the bed. I cried my heart out, dude. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. And um, next thing you know, I have my daughter come into the bedroom, and she hands me over a little paper with uh, her eyes, those rojitos, all red. And her eyes were puffy. And um, I, I asked her, well, why are you crying? What, what's going on, princess? And she said, I don't want to talk, dad. I don't want to talk. And she's like, go ahead and just read this. Hmm. She was just barely learning um, 
She not barely, man. She was she was she was already ya sabía cómo escribir. She already knew how to write, but her letters were still kind of like, you know, sloppy. And um when I looked, when I opened the paper, she said, "Don't read the paper until I leave out of your room." So she walked out the bedroom. I I opened up the little paper. It had a big old cross on it, dude. And uh, at that time, the name of our church was uh, Velo Rasgado, Torn Vel, the Vel that was torn. I always have to explain that. El Velo que se rompió. And um, uh, so the paper had a, a cross on it. And and it said, Papi, please don't give up Dang. on Velo Rasgado. And the way she spelled Gib. Um, it was G I B E. You know, it was in G I V E. So yeah. I, I remember that. And as soon as as soon as I I, I read her little misspelled word, and says don't give up on Valor Rasgado. Man, <laughs> that right there just. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't even know what man. It. I grabbed the paper, and um, I got on my knees, and I and I and I told the Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't want a church. I don't want to continue with the church. I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I I don't even have time to study, to prep my sermons like I would love to. And I don't even have time for my family. And I have to go to work. And there's just like a lot of things in my mind. And I'm ready to just, just dedicate myself to my wife, to my kids, and to work. I don't want to preach. I don't want church. But if this is a sign that you don't want me to give up on on ministry then I won't I won't give up man I I grabbed the little paper I held it close to my heart and I cried to the Lord I kept crying I said Lord give me the strength give me the strength and I grabbed the paper and um I hung it on the wall on top of where I sleep on the side where I sleep and so every every single day from that on from that moment on I would walk into the bedroom I would get on my knees. I would look at that paper, uh, and it would say, "Papi, please don't give up on Velo mm. Rascado." So I would get on my knees and I would pray, "Lord, give me the strength to endure. Give me the strength that I need to keep on persevering. Give me the strength that I need to love the church. Give me the strength to love you. Give me the because again, man, it, it it got so hard. But seeing my kids um, grow up in ministry has been I guess most amazing thing, bro. I'm telling you, my my son, Orita Dante, he he just started doing this again. Uh, he just started presenting himself to people like Pastor Dante. Yeah, like I'm Pastor Dante, and um, he'll he'll start preaching randomly. La gloria de Dios está aquí. <laughs> and the, the, here's the funny thing, man. I don't I don't preach like that. <laughs> I mean, it, like occasionally I'll 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 let the uh, the old school Pentecostal mm. get out of get out of me occasionally. Um, I'm kind of more laid back, like you. I've seen okay. you, I've seen you the way you preach, so I'm um, just kind of laid back. And but he 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 has he, I don't, he has it, man. He he'll he'll be like La Gloria de Dios está aquí, el Espíritu Santo está aquí. Yeah. And he'll do his hands like this, and he'll put his hand over my head, and he'll be like Espíritu Santo toca toca toca, <laughs> you know, like that. And it's funny because again, I I haven't taught him that. I don't do that. Um, but seeing my kids grow up in ministry, man, um, from the beginning, it's, I can say it's incredible, but at the same time, I'm kind of scared from, uh, people that I've known that mm. are pastor's kids, you know, of, of, uh, especially 
pastor's kids that have decided to leave ministry completely because of, um, I don't know, man, I guess, I don't even know the correct word would be to say like mistakes that they saw their parents do, you know, maybe like put ministry first Mm -hmm. or, um, kind of like, yeah, I don't have time for, for vacation. I don't have time for this because I'm church. So, well, I think number one, uh, I think that your story is, um, is a testament, um, of kids really being raised, um, in truly in the ways of God, like, um, for, for her to say that to you, I think is, uh, I think that was a gift from God, number Mm -hmm. one. Um, but I also think it's something that she has been, she's seeing, right. Mm -hmm. She's, she's seeing, and she's admiring, um, from her, from her dad. Like my dad is, is, is somebody, and, and she might not, how old was she when she wrote that? She was probably like um, six, okay. six, seven. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's old enough for her to start admiring what, what, what dad is doing. And dad is, he's, he's a, he's a preacher and he gets up in front of people and he helps people. And, mm-hmm. you know, she might not, uh, she might not have underst- understood like the extent to which you do that. But um, I, I think, um, I think you have a good foundation with your kids. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that with your awareness of all of those things of like wanting to be more intentional with your family, give them time and, you know, take, take your vacations when you need to, you know, if, if you can, I think that's something that maybe our, our parents' generation, it's not that they didn't want to do those things. It's that they, they, maybe they didn't know that they needed to, right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't know that they needed to give more time to their family. Maybe they thought that bringing my family to church was family time. You know what I mean? Like they just, it was just kind of a different framework. Um, but we, I think we've kind of learned from that. We learned how to kind of separate the two. Like my kids need their dad time. They don't, they don't need me to be their pastor. They need their yeah. dad. Right. Right. Um, and so as long as you continue doing that, anything that you do, they're going to be supportive of, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they, they don't see, they don't see you as, as, as the pastor. They see you as, as a dad and whatever dad's going to do, I'm going to trust that dad is going to be led in the Lord. He's going to do, he's going to do right. If kids see their dad as only pastor, I think that's where you start to kind of create a little bit of damage because kids want a dad. They need a father. Right. Um, and so the fact that you're aware of that, I think, Obviously, we have to pray for our kids. We have to make sure that we have to cover them in the blood of, of, of Christ, make sure that they stay in the Lord because mm-hmm. they are going to grow up with their own minds and they're going to have their own experiences. But I think they have a really good foundation yeah. um, with you and, and just kind of hearing that from, from your son. I think the spirit of God is already in him. You know, there's there's something that's going to it's going to flourish. You know, he needs to be obviously he's a kid. He needs to be discipled. He needs to be shown. He needs to, he needs to be pointed in the right direction and all that. Um, so that he's, you know, he's, uh, he's doing things right in the ways of the Lord, but I think they have that man. And I, I think, uh, you know, this whole conversation, uh, we're an hour and 10 into it. Oh, snap. Yeah. No it's yeah. I mean, we've been, we've really just been talking about kids. So that's really going to be <laughs> our, 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 <laughs> that's, that's probably going to be the theme of our, of this episode is, <laughs> is just, funny. you know, doing, doing ministry and just life with, with kids, man. Um, but I think you have a, you have a beautiful family. I met them the other day. Your kids are, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they weren't shy, you know, they yeah. weren't, they, they don't seem like very shy 
shy kids. Um, but I think that what you're doing is, I know it's hard. I know ministry is hard, you know, and I mean, we could be here all day talking about the ups and downs of ministry and how many times we wanted to quit and, you know, and then you get a burst of energy and then it lasts for maybe a, <laughs> uh, maybe a month or two and then right. you're back down to where, where yeah. it started. Uh, but man, I think that's such a, I think also, man, kids, they're, they're a gift from God because as much as they take from us, as much as they wear us out, yeah. they also help help strengthen us, oh, man. Sure, man. Just, just the words that they give, yeah. just knowing that they're looking at you kind of as a, as a, as a hero, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that lights a fire in you. Like I, I want to do right by my kids. I want them to see a dad who persevered. I want them to see a dad who was praying, you know, a pray, a prayerful dad. I want them to see a dad that would read his, his word daily. Like mm-hmm. those are the little habits that they're going to want to yeah. pick up. Yeah. That's that's what I want to show to my girls. I believe that's what you're showing to your kids. And um, you man, know. like if 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 um, I don't, I mean I don't know how many people your podcast reach, man. But if if there's anybody out there that that has never given the chance to the kids uh, for their kids to pray over you as a parent, mm. I think those are some of the most beautiful prayers and innocent prayers. Yeah. Like, genuine prayers ever man yeah i remember i remember that growing up um um my parents would always pray with me um before going to bed right and and first thing in the morning so i would i would always have to go into my parents bedroom they would never come to my i would have to go to their bedroom and i i obviously kind of grew out of it it's like i don't want to go pray and um but that's because I would hear my parents just pray and pray and pray. And so I would just be there listening to them. And next thing you know, man, my mom would start speaking in tongues mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock at night. You know, just shouting to the Lord. Trata con él. Trata con ella, Señor. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I was ready to go to bed. Yeah. Um, but, man, I now I do the same thing with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I lay them down. I pray with them. And... But like I'll randomly choose a night where I'll I'll tell Jazzy or Dante like, hey guys, why don't you guys lead tonight's tonight's prayers? Okay. And man, like I said, those are some of the most beautiful, most beautiful and genuine prayers mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Especially when you hear them start to pray for dad and mom. Yeah. It's like, hey Lord, I, I, I pray that you keep my dad in love with my mom. Yes. You know, I pray that you keep my mom in love with my dad. Yeah. Or even when you where you hear them say like after an argument that they saw dad and mom have, they're like, Lord, I pr- please take away their argument. Mm-hmm. Bring back happiness into them today yeah. before they go to bed. Yeah. You know, or like I've actually had my kids pray over me when I go preach. When I get invited to go preach somewhere, it's like, hey guys, pray for me. Last night, I told them, hey, pray for me, because tomorrow I'm going to be with Pastor uh, Ryan on, on on his podcast. Pray for me. And they were praying for us, man. And so, like I'm saying, given the opportunity to, to our kids to have a moment where they can um, develop mm-hmm. a, 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 a yeah, prayer, prayer skill life. or yeah, prayer sure. life, yeah. it's like it's one of the best things that we can do as parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Man. I, and I, I relate to that. My, my, my daughter would often pray like she would say lord let my my parents marriage stay together you know mm-hmm. and you hear those things it's like oh you know like yeah, yeah because like you hear her heart you hear her heart like those aren't things that she's saying to to me you yeah. know like 
are y'all are y'all going to stay together? Like, yeah, like obviously, right? But like, mm-hmm. those are when when I hear her pray that, it's like that tells me like that's something that she's thinking about. Yeah, she wants she wants mom and dad to stay together. Yeah, um, and she prays that she says, Lord, let us let us sleep well, cover us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm 100 percent in agreement with that. And um, recently, I I, uh, I I released a song. I released a song called yeah. "Can You Pray." Yeah, um, based off of so my daughter, so Layla. For, for a long time, she, I mean, she kind of struggled with it for a year. It hasn't, it hasn't popped up, praise, praise God. But she had been kind of dealing with some anxiety and, and fear, and she would just really get in her, in her mind, and she would start, like, crying and panicking. And, um, you know, obviously we would, uh, we would try to calm her down and all that stuff. And, but her thing, her go-to every single time was prayer. Like, that's what she learned like just, just from mom and dad, just prayer. And so every time she's going through something, every time she's feeling sick, every time she can't breathe, um, those are her words to me, dad, can you pray? Can mm-hmm. you pray? And so I wrote that song, can you pray just based off of her own, her own words? Like yeah. she's, she's eight years old, you know, like the fact that she is knowing that she can run to God in in midst of her you know panic and anxiety and her fear man bro that that is so rewarding to me and it, it tells me that I'm doing something right right yeah. like we're, yeah, we're, we're sure. setting a good foundation yeah. for her where she knows the power of prayer and she knows dad is is going to be there to to pray for her anytime and that dad's mm-hmm. praying for her even when I'm not praying over her I'm I'm praying for her you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think uh just I guess to wrap all of this up, um, kids really have a way to, to kind of keep you accountable and, um, and, and light that fire, you know, underneath you. Mm -hmm. So going back to what we said earlier, you know, kind of, kind of telling our parents, um, you have to, you have to indoctrinate your kids with the word and, and with, with who God is and make sure that they love God. Not that they're just getting Bible stories in, you know, um, not that they're just praying over their food, like those things are good, you know, but like teach them the, the value, the significance of prayer, of, of grace, of, of being a kind person, you know, and I think that'll go with them. That'll go yeah. with them yeah, in, in, into, into adolescence. Yeah. So, and I guess, um, I guess since we're about to finish the podcast, um, something that I would like to leave, uh, uh the listeners is this question that I made to, or statement that I made to our church um, on Sunday. I told them that as parents, we're just, we're only tools in the hands of God. Like I mentioned earlier, we're not, we're not called to be their saviors. Mm-hmm. We're not called to be to the ones who guide them. We're obviously called to instruct them in the ways of the Lord, but the Holy Spirit is the only one that can guide them to, to salvation. Um, but so instead of, instead of us asking, um, instead of us as parents asking, what can I do or um, to help my child be what I want them to be or what I want them to do? Like, instead of asking that question, we should ask, how, what does God want me to do so that I can help my kids do what his will is for them? Mm-hmm. Right. Because we get too caught up in like, I want my kids to do this. I would like for my kids to do that. I want my kids to be better than myself. Obviously, what what parent wouldn't want their child to be better than, than them, the right. themselves? Right. But at the end of the day, the question is not what can they do like um 
from what I want them to do or from what I desire for them to do. It's no like, Lord, what do you have? What are your plans for them? Mm-hmm. And how can I just be a part of it? Yeah. You know, how can I instruct them in the path of the Lord? So that that way, when they're older, they don't stray away from it, but right. they come back and that they actually stay in it. And if they do, and if they do for a season, go away, like have that trust in the Lord, that hope in the Lord that God will bring them back. So, yeah. Praise God, man. Bro, it was, it was great talking to you. Um, I didn't know we were going to talk about our kids for, for the past yeah, for sure, you know, hour and a half, but that's what that's what kids do, man. Um, but I, I really do think this was a, a very relevant conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something that we need to be having more of um, because we we need to we need to develop godly families, yeah. you know, not just not just godly men, godly women, like godly families, man. Yes. Families are, are really they're the pillar of mm-hmm. of the world, man. God yeah. created families and. More and more families are falling apart, you know, like they're not being valued anymore. Like the, the whole nu- nuclear family, that's like that's being attacked. And um, this is this is how you get generations of of, of godliness is mm-hmm. when you produce godly families, mm-hmm. you know. So um, just take take that take that word, take this podcast uh, with you, whoever's listening. Um, and uh, I pray over your families, man, bro, pastor. Thank you for meeting with me today. Thank you for having us, man. And um, and we'll, we'll do it next next time. For sure. I, I was thinking as you were t- um, telling me about your girls' crazy questions, bro. It'd be cool to do a, a, an episode with our daughters, bro. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be, that'd be, that, that'd that'd be, be cool. nice. That would be super um, cool. Maybe we'll, we'll set that up in the future. But all right, brother. Well, thank you, man. All right. Hey, thank you for listening to the JRC Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. If you didn't, I hope you'll give it another chance. If you did, do me a favor and give me a rating and a review on iTunes by going to the JRC podcast and and leaving it there. You can also help by sharing the content. That would mean a lot to me. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, head over to the website, jrcpodcast.com, and you can get in touch with me there. Have a blessed week, and until next time, peace out.